Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Today, we have a very special guest on the show. Live from SPG, Port Arlington, the loveliest man from Leash, the honey badger, <laughs> Philip Mulpeter. Uh, yeah, how are you doing? Uh, what's up? Oh, all good, all good. Lovely facility you just have there. Uh, we just got a private tour. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Yeah, it's a work in progress. Three years we're here now. Three years? Uh, that's, un- yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're making progress. We've got in the full Fuji mats, big MMA wall, cage. Yeah, it's going, we, were, we were going really well until uh, uh, this virus came in and interrupted us. Yeah, exactly. And how, how much would a facility like that cost? Yeah. Set up? It's a lot of money, boys. Um, uh, I, I, to be honest now, I set it up as best I could when I first opened. And I've been adding in little bits as I go along. I'm always putting back in and trying to improve all the time. So uh, it, costs, it costs a few quid, but uh, it's worth every penny of it. Yeah, it's no, it looks brilliant. It's doing a great job. It looks state-of-the-art. Mm. Yeah. Phil, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, like, obviously, you're, you're in training. So have you been training much over, over the last few weeks? Yeah, yeah. I'm flat out, lads. I get in every day, get a good... Uh, Good session then every day. Obviously, you can't do as much as you would like without a partner, but uh, getting it done, keeping fit, keeping the cardio up, and uh, working on my strength and working on things that I don't normally have as much time for, like mobility. We will always put it on the back burner. It's very important, but it always gets left behind. So I'm working on things like that at the minute, um, improving my flexibility, mobility, and yeah, just keeping the cardio going and looking forward to getting back to reality and. Fighting, huh? Yeah. Been a and while. Phil, <laughs> it has been a while, and obviously, um, Bellator Dublin uh, Crawford pulled out, you know, which was heartbreaking. But bring us back to the start. How did it all begin for the Honey Badger? Oh, back, gee. I, 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 I seen uh, MMA on Bravo. I think it was used to be on years ago. And it was like, <laughs> I, the only thing I was ever good at growing up I was never good at soccer, football. So I was good at fighting though. I was able to stand up for myself, you know. So then, then I seen uh, MMA and Bravo. I was like, I was late. I was like, I think I was 19, fat. You know, I was, I was kind of after getting into training a, a little bit, um, lifting weights and stuff. A friend of mine put me on a program. And then I seen MMA and I was like, I think I'd be good at that. And uh, <laughs> I ended up, uh, a friend of my dad's, a friend of the family brought me up to um, Kokoro in Dublin. I did a session in Kokoro. I did two sessions in Kokoro, and then I ended up having to go to work in Mayo over in the West. So MMA was put aside for a few months. And uh, when I came back, the guy that had brought me to my first class was started in SBG and yeah, Got in and got going, and uh, the guys were already kind of building momentum, like McGregor and Hendren and Fields and the lads, Hulahan, all the guys. Um, but they weren't that far ahead that I could kind of keep going. I was a little, I was always a little bit behind, but I was able to gain momentum, and uh, I progressed very quick in that environment of such good quality training partners. Uh, yeah, and I was only training three months. Uh, I went to Thailand for another three months and um, yeah, had my first fight when I came back. So um, you were straight yeah, in? Yeah, I got stuck straight in. And uh, at the time, it was like uh, C-class rules. It was um, basically, it was pro gloves and all, but it was no headshots on the ground. So once you got the takedown, there was no headshots. 
and obviously I was only training six months, so the old jiu-jitsu wasn't the greatest. So I I fought this guy down in Waterford, and um, Miles Price actually was running the show back then. It was it's a long time ago now, but uh, we I ended up I I was beating the guy in the feet, and he was kind of like just hanging on to a single leg, and I couldn't hit him. And after the fight, I went backstage. It was like the John. I was there. Put me in pro. I'm not doing any of that shit anymore. I would have finished him if I had him in a pro fight. So I went pro after one amateur fight. That was the way it was done back then. Uh, All or nothing. Uh, yeah, sure. Now we're here. And you might as well get paid for it. Yeah, I'll get paid. And my life is MMA. And I wouldn't change it for the world, lads. Yeah. And Philip, you said you were down in Kokoro. Was that, uh, was that down North Strand? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I only done two sessions there. But uh, that was my first... My first... Uh, I'm sorry. I think I've lost MMA, connection. Basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So like you obviously been like you've been on the scene for a long while. Like for like for people that didn't actually know, and then like what was it like when you when you went into SPG first and started training with all the lads, and like also seeing how far like all their careers have gone. Yeah, yeah. Back then, so I didn't really know any different. Like we didn't know it was just a bunch of guys in. We were all training hard and. There was a good buzz in there from from the very first uh, session. I I was I felt at home, you know. Um, I I jumped in with like John into John's classes, and back then there was no beginner class or anything like that. Everybody trained together, so basically you were thrown into a shark tank. Yeah. Like jujitsu was my nightmare for the first like three years of of MMA because I just got like killed by everybody, you know. I'm, you had the likes of Tom King there knee riding me to death, you know. I'm just <laughs> making out of me, yeah. Like, uh, I was able to hang with everybody in the striking and the wrestling. I was naturally, I had good take down the fence and I was able to, like, bite down and dig in, you know. Yeah. But when it comes to jiu-jitsu, it's a whole different ball game. There's no fake in jiu-jitsu. It's yeah. time in the mat and that's it. So that, you- that was my arch enemy when I first started. And also, did you, did you, like, obviously you went in and the, the lads are just a bit on their way. Did you, did, were you like, right, there's something special happening here? Or, like, as you, or did you not really? Yeah, did I did, we never, it, I, I don't, when I first started, I didn't really think of it like that. I was just kind of like, what are you, my, when I first started, it was like comparing how long the other guy was training. So, like, I had never really trained. I never did much sport. I, I played football and played a, bit, a little bit of rugby, uh, but, uh, like when it came to anything else, I was basically eating a lot of dirty food and just living a bad lifestyle, boozing a lot and you know yourself. Um, but then once I started MMA, after the first week, there's no mess and I was going home every night saying, I'm telling you, I'm going to be in the UFC, I'm going pro and that's it. And I've always had that mindset from like three days into training MMA. Everybody be laughing at me like saying, will you go away? Like, but uh you know, I stuck to it, and as time went on, then then we started to realize we were a force. You know that yeah. that that original SBG team was a force. You know, and there was a lot of guys there with a lot of motivation, and we all worked hard together, and we sweated together, and you know, we, we built a pathway. I think for this generation, that's that's happening now. Um, yeah, but uh, it's yeah. such an amazing story. It's such an amazing yeah, story, and like, yeah. obviously, obviously, you you're on like both waves like obviously you, you were with the original crew and now we were with the crew of bellator as well it's just yeah uh, it must be it must yeah. be amazing it must be amazing. yeah it is it is um looking back now sure it's it's amazing to be a part of it and be a part of that old wave as well and still i'm still going and like i i still think that like if, um, 
I, I still haven't really got my coming out party into Bellator yet. My last fight, you know, it's first time fighting in Sri Arena and it was the first time fighting in Bellator. And I was like, I, I was kind of, you know, there's a little bit of extra nerves there that you want to get your first win and you don't want to do anything stupid. So like, and it was at welterweight as well. And I, I kind of know for the last few years I've been fighting at welterweight just because I wasn't being strict enough on my diet. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like uh, lightweight is my weight class, you know, that's my build is for a lightweight. Yeah, but you're quite wide at the back as well. Like, I mean, you're not. Yeah, yeah, but I may, I'm like, obviously before that, before the last camp, I was worrying as well that I wasn't going to make weight and that was going to be hard. But it ended up, lads, being like so easy. I'm not messing. Obviously, the diet was strict and all, but like when it came down to that week, I, I was so energized. I had a lot of energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was frozen. I was ready to go and. Like then, and then for the fight to fall through and fight there oh. was a nightmare. Like I still, it's like the biggest letdown ever. Like you know, yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were making we were making sure to get there for your fight as well, and we we're like, where where's your name on the list? Like we we're and looking yeah, back yeah, for sure, lads. Barry, the the, the fight was going to be a, like I know it was going to be a. We're great buzzing fight. for you, Matt. We're buzzing yeah, for you like, because we like follow each other. Like everyone that like follows us, it's just like. Like I, I love like promoting them. I love like, yeah. like watching them. Like all the build up, everything, and then like for that not to happen. I was just like, oh, no yeah. way, because I saw you at the weigh-ins. Yeah, like, what I, was, do you have to do? I was in yeah. some shape. Like I was, like, yeah, so And my my gas tank, I was through the roof. I like, I felt so. I had no injuries. Like first time I ever got to a fight in ages without an injury. You know, normally you're carrying little knocks. No matter what anybody says to you, you're always carrying some sort of a. A little knock into the fight, you know. Um, but uh, even even the, the what you call it, the last fight before that, I had like an MCL tear, you know. I basically went pray two, and you just kind of get on with it. And you have to just re rearrange your training to fit in and just get get it done, you know. But this this camp actually was fresh, you know. The, the way it works out, it's a disaster. But like. Crawford would have been a great scrap as well. I really think that would have been a my coming out fight, you know. It would have been a back and forth fight, and I think I would have got the win, you know. I got a submission or a stoppage, but um, look, sure, I may just wait now and hopefully get a get a good fight for October if it goes ahead. Uh, and would, would you like to say opponent then in October? No, geez, I wouldn't sign up to a fight with Crawford again. Um, I I like. In, in fair, like if 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 it's your health, you know, if there's something wrong, obviously you have to pull out, or you can understand why he pulled out. Mm. Like, um, he was actually cleared to fight. Really, he, it was his own. He pulled out himself. You know, the 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 neurologist cleared him to fight. But anyway, that's that's a different story. There was something up, or there was whatever. But uh, I I I would like to fight somebody that's going to show up on the next Bellator card. Yeah. Uh, Maybe someone like Terry Brazier. What do you think of that fight? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, actually, I actually love that fight. I, I, I think Richard Coyley's like doing his absolute best to call him out. But uh, I think you and Terry Brazier makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd like to fight Terry Brazier. I just think that he'd show up. And I think that he's good heart, you know, and it'd be a good fight. Mm. I think I'd, I'd like to fight Terry uh, in October in Dublin. And he, yeah, he's a thick boy as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two of us coming down... We've we fought at welterweight before. Mm. I think I think I. Uh, I think they'd be a barn burner. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I'm looking for. I want to show everybody 
you know, what I'm capable of. So I want a good opponent that's going to bring out the best of me. Um, yeah. Also, like Phil, you, you've obviously been around for you've been around for a long time. Uh, when you when you finally got the call over to Bellator, like uh, I remember you put a big post out being like, "This is something you've been working for for ages," and then they were like, "Happy you were." Can you can can you put into words exactly like how that came about and and what exactly happened? So like I was trying, obviously I was trying to get get onto Bellator and it was I was getting no success. Like I was trying to get my manager to get me on, and it just seemed like I was just never getting any response, you know. And um, I was in the gym here one night, uh, like Monday night or something, and the office phone was ringing. I was late. And I, and I never, I never really answered the, the office phone. That uh, <laughs> I never answered any of it, to be honest. But <laughs> it was late that night, and there was class going on. But I ran in and answered it, and it was, it was John Cav, and I was like, "Would you like to fight in Bellator?" And I was like, "What? Couldn't believe it, man! It was so out of blue. Uh, it just came from, came out of nowhere, really." Um, yeah, I was buzzing around the gym that night. It was like winning the lotto. But uh, I just feel I just feel like that I deserved it as well, you know. I put in a lot of work through the years, and like I laid a pathway. I was with the guys to help build this pathway, you know. To and 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 plus, I wanted to be like properly paid, you know. And Bellator were doing that, and they were the, they're the only promotion in Europe that are paying anything. Um, so it was nice to finally like get, you know, onto the top show and. Uh, even then, to to fight in the tree arena was amazing. Like the buzz and the atmosphere is like next level, and just even even the fight week, how Bellator treats you, and you know the way you're put up, and it's just very professional. And uh, uh, I'm really glad to be involved with uh, such a top promotion. Yeah, some people say like the best fighters are in, are in the UFC, and if you're not in the UFC, it's they they just look at it certain ways. Like, when you hear people say stuff like that, like what, what, like what do you think? Because at the end of the day, it is prize fight. Yeah, like obviously when I was starting out, I had this mad thing about UFC. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself about getting to the UFC, and it was always ah oh, UFC, UFC, and nearly backfires on you then when you're putting that much pressure on yourself. And um, now, like now, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I'm happy to be on a, a top promotion where a lot of people get to view my fights. Um, I get well uh, compensated, um, and, and that's, that's, that's what I'm here for, you know. Um, and, and, like, I, I really think that I still have, a f- like, really, really good few fights left in me, you know, and, I, and I'd, like to, I'd like to get straight in in October, and I want to fight someone like Terry Brazier so that I can, I can show my skills, you know, and put on a proper fight and show... Because I reckon once, 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 once I get a good fight like that under my belt on the Bellator banner, I'll explode. Everybody will know who the Honey Badger is then, you know, and <laughs> hopefully get a fight in America as well, you know. So Yeah, because you, you have a very noticeable look as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I would like for my fighting style to like really push me up to the next level. And like most of my fights have been won by stoppage, you know. If you look at my record... Like, all my wins have nearly come by uh, stoppages. Um, I'm a finisher, you know, and I've only got two decision wins. Um, so, like, I, I, I was very unhappy with myself that I didn't get the finish in the last fight. Um, I was kind of hunting the stoppage on the feet a little bit too much. So, I just think I'll be much more relaxed next time and I'll be able to display uh, a lot more of my skills in the next fight. 
until guide me to the title for you, right? You go in, you fight Terry Brazier, you beat him. How many more fights and who do you have to fight to get there? Who, 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 who's the names that you have to get through? Well, like, like I, I think Terry's a big name and decided upon, you know. Mm. I, and, I, and like Bellator are very good. Like once you show them that you're able to fight and you're capable, what you're capable of and you're, you bring it every time, they look after you then, you know. So I just think that the last fight was a decision. It was a bit lackluster mm. and... I'd like I'd like to like get the finish, you know. I, I when I when I win by decision, I don't. I feel like I feel like the fight's not over, you know. Like yeah, wake up the next day and it's like fuck. Like you give them a shout and meet them in the gym. Yeah, it's not the same at all, man. I'm just like fuck. I just like I need once you get the finish, though, it's like you get that buzz and it's like that's what I fight for. And that's what, what about I'm, what about this, Troy? Yeah, Terry Brazier, Miles Price. Benson Henderson, and then Pitbull. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'd love, I, I like, right, Terry Brazier. I'd love to fight Terry. My, to be honest with you, right, I'm sick of fighting um, Team Rhino guys. I'm way too close with all the guys up there. I'm obviously not that close with Miles. I have no problem fighting Miles, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've actually we've him coming on the show soon as well like. <laughs> yeah. with, team, with team Rhino I'm so close with Andy Ryan it just gets a little bit awkward with me I'm, I know Andy like 10 years now you know I I, I went to America with uh, team Rhino when I was only starting you know in my first year fighting I fought on an amateur show out there and I was with all the guys I was with Red Zern I fought Red Zern I fought John Donnelly and now I, I fought McCabe you know I, I, I think I've put my work in with fighting Irish guys, you know. I think there's enough people on the Bellator roster for me not to be fighting Irish guys, you know. Yeah. I, mm. I think I'm past that, and I'd prefer to be fighting um, uh, on an international scale rather than guys that are from the island, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Because it looks like, yeah, like called- you got, you've been training in multiple gyms as well. Like, I mean, you seem to have like, good relationships with all the gyms. Yeah, I, I bounce around to all the SVG gyms, you know. You get you get you get your uh <laughs> well they used to be all SVG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, get, you, <laughs> you get you get so much different variety from each coach, you know. John Kavanaugh is a serious coach, one of the best in the world. Owen Roddy, uh, such a hidden gem in Ireland. he doesn't get enough credit for yeah. how good he is. And then Chris Fields, I've done a lot of training with Chris. He's like my fucking, one of my best friends, you know. And I, I bounce around to all these gyms and I, I, I'm, I'm like a, I, I do a lot of training in SPG Port as well. So, like, I think it's a good idea to be bouncing. And I'd and I float into Andy Ryan's gym, no hassle as well. And I do sessions up there. It wouldn't bother me, you know. And I'm good friends with all those guys. So well, I think Andy Ryan is like the dad of Irish MMA, you know that. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's some crack, like yeah, I, yeah, he is. And I and I coach with him out uh, for Team Ireland on the IMA team as well, you know. So even after my cave fight, it's a close decision, and like he wants to scream for his lab, but we also have a good relationship with friends, you know. So it gets awkward, and I'd prefer not to be in that environment. I just want to fight guys that I don't know. Go in, have a bit of crack on the stage, and like get a bit argy bargy, you know, just for the fans. Mm. That. Whereas. When it's guys from Team Rhino, I have to show a bit of respect because I know the team so well. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's I'd much prefer now to be fighting a uh, uh, guys from uh, a different country, to be honest, yeah. at this stage in my career. And yo, know, we actually prefer when 
they're Irish versus someone else. How like you have a definite person here cheering just in general, not not your yeah, fights. Yeah. Just uh, like I think, I think like obviously when you're making your name at the start of your career, you have to fight the Irish guys. That's that's part of your your path, you know, to get to the top of your country, you know. But when you're fighting a Bellator, there's no need to be fighting guys from Dublin. Like I train in Dublin. I don't need to be fighting guys in Dublin. I meet all those lads in the local scene all the time. There's no need for it, you know. It's uh, just animosity is built for... And no matter what way you say it to yourself, there's always a little bit of animosity between you, whether if it's a close fight and you win or lose, you know. And, like, I... I I have no problem. Like, I've trained with Miles Price a lot. <laughs> I was meant to fight him, actually, um, before he, he got injured and pulled out. But, like... I'm past that now, you know what I mean? I'd much prefer to get my paws onto Terry. Yeah, I get you. I love that attitude as well, Phil. But um, there was something that I did want to bring up, like the way you've been, like, you've been talking about mental health issues as well, and mental health. Um, what, what made you start speaking out loud about that stuff? Because uh, like, that hits home with a lot of people, especially these days, even myself. So yeah. like, seeing, seeing someone like yourself who like, you think is hard as nails, also has a very nice personality and is like willing to talk about it, you know? Well, like I went through my own uh, battles with mental health. Um, a lot of my early career was, f- I was fighting two fights, you know, I was fighting depression and I was also training for fight camps. And I think that I, I say is like, a fight camp is such a pressure environment. It's like a pressure cooker. And no matter what way you look at it, it's always in the back of your head that you're going to be locked into the cage and fighting somebody, you know? So, like, if you have other problems in your life or you have other demons that you're battling, that, that just, the pressure just gets way too much, you know? So, for me to get out the other side and uh, touch wood that I'm, I'm in a good mental space the last few years and I've got out the other side of it and I, I have... Uh, my own skills and I have my own ways of keeping on top of mental health. And it's a constant thing. It's not just that, it's not just that you're fixed. It's you're not just happy go lucky. Now, you know, you have your bad days and you have your bad weeks, but it's a matter of using your own skills to get back on top of things and keep that at bay, you know, whether it's meditation or your, your little morning routines and stuff. And I think I've, when it comes to that sort of, uh, that sort of, uh, mindset or mental health issues I can relate to people that have that are going through it because I've been there myself you know and I and I'd like to help people and I feel that I don't care like I know I know what I am and I know I can fight and I know I can do all that so I have no problem in speaking my mind about depression whereas I think some people find it harder to speak like that because they feel like they're I don't know, people are laughing at them or saying they're girly or whatever, you know, this kind of shy, hard man image. But I, I've nothing to prove. I know what I am. And I, I'm a professional MMA fighter that has been through a mental health fight, you know. So if I can help people get out the other side of that, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Um, I have my Honey Badgers Academy. I started there a while ago and I was doing kind of mental health tips and stuff like that. I kind of got left behind because I'm so busy with Bellator and running my gym and stuff. But at the minute, I've a lot of time on my hands. So I'm actually putting a lot of work into the Honey Badgers Academy at the minute. And I'm working on putting out a few uh, online courses and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for that on um, my social media pages. Um, we'll definitely shout it out when, uh, when you're, you're updating. Uh, obviously, absolutely incredible. Very, uh, you know, 
on trend topics to discuss about. But as you said, like, you know, I mean, there's no shame in discussing it. And sure, look, if, if a hard man like uh, Philip Wall Peter and then uh, one of the hardest men in the world, Tyson Fury, you can discuss their mental health out loud. So can anyone else. I, I think it's good for people like with our, with our background and our uh, profession that guys can see that it's okay to talk about these things. And when it's coming for someone like us that they, they think is this hard man or that has no emotions or doesn't deal with those sorts of things, people look at me and think that your mindset was rock steady the whole time. But I, I, had, to like, I had to work my way through it. And even you probably know it's hard to get me to do podcasts and stuff like that. Only yeah, I've heard yeah, only only this like only lately since I came back that I've been more open to doing all this and getting in behind the camera or in front of the camera, should I say? Um, you know that was all part of my confidence things that I was hiding all the time back when I was going through my own issues. You know, where I feel like once you can get past those things and you can work on it and you have your own tools, you have your own little bag of tools or your toolbox that keeps these things in check. You know. That, that's the way forward and get everybody to speak about it. And once you, once you talk about these things, it's such a weight lifted off you, you know, and you can start yeah. moving forward with your life, yeah. no matter what area you're in. Yeah. <clears throat> like myself and Ross, like we started this because like, obviously I, I've like, I've had an on and off mental health issues, but like, I, I, like, I, like I was, I felt never fulfilled and like doing something like this and putting out like, like interviews and content to make people laugh and people enjoying it. Yeah. It like it keeps me focused on something. I think like right now, especially some people are not working, like and they don't know what to do during this epidemic. And if we can put out videos and bring on great guests like yourself, then this is keep, this will keep people stimulated, and then maybe they'll like start doing something else. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's just it's just yeah, it's, man. Like yeah, it's, it's it's good to be putting out this, and like you guys are doing a great job, and you're showing all and. Like, I think no matter what you're doing, no matter what your job is or what your hobby is, if you're putting everything into it and you're making good content or mm. you're, you're doing your work and you have pride in your work, and that's a good way, like, it fulfills you and you have to be doing things that are fulfilling you. And if you're not happy in your life or if you're doing a shit job that you don't like, you need, you need to work towards, like, mm. steps in place to, to, uh, to get yourself out of the situation you're in. And, and don't get me wrong, I think, I think like with depression, some people fall into a, the mindset and get stuck in it and they just they feel like the world's against them. And it is at the time, like, but you, if you're not exercising, if you're not eating healthy, if you're not like working on your mental health, you're always going to be stuck in that mindset, you know? So it takes, it, it, that, it takes you to take the steps, you know, to put these mm. tools in place to get through this situation. And once you get out of that mindset and you look back on it, you can see what was going on and you can work on not letting yourself slip that far back down into the darkness again. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I, I think so. Having a friend like Ross, like, that definitely helps, you know? Uh, apparently I'm great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like everyone has their own battles and everyone does their own things. Like um, I, even the other day, I, I was running five, 5K because uh, Barry Lovely nominated me to run 5K. I'm sure you've seen it online, Phil, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's run five, give five, yeah, yeah, donate yeah. five or whatever. And I, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, absolute bastard. Because, like, <laughs> Phil, I, I weigh about 112, 115 <laughs> kilos, right? So, like, I'm a big boy, you know what I mean? Like, that, those 5Ks don't come easy for me, but I did it. And I'm actually going to do another one again today. But, like, ne- like 
doing that first one and like being able to achieve it like meant something to me yeah. and like that like someone like you you probably do 5k with your eyes closed you know what I mean but for me I'm like that was a lot you know what I mean it, it's, it, this sort of isolation gives you that sort of time to challenge yourself to do things that you wouldn't normally do yeah like at the minute if you go onto social media every second person's putting up like their training videos and they're trying to put up their healthy eating and all so it's really good that people are actually putting time into those side of things mm. i really think in, like in any society if doctors put a little bit more time into uh, explaining to people how to eat healthy how to f- keep like supplement your body and you know your food and fitness it would really take a lot of pressure off the health system in ireland you know yeah it should have been brought into school in fairness Phil. yeah 100 <laughs> like it's just a lack of education really you know yeah. i i actually i put on for the first time this uh this year i have a few vegetables on in the garden and i'm looking forward to like picking my own vegetables fresh you know and having salads and eating your own food from the garden and i think things like that is like It'll really help people, and you f- you feel a self of accomplishment when you're you're after mm. growing your own food and that kind of thing. Like I'm I'm a big fan <laughs> of that kind of way of life. I would, and, and you have to give Terry Brazier uh, a vegetable basket. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, you sign up to the fight, dude, and I'll give you loads of vegetables. Bro, we're gonna we're gonna ask Terry Brazier to be on the podcast and and uh, ask him. Look, Honey Badger's calling you out, and that's it. And what's your favorite and, and, and listen to me, like I'm calling Terry out, but it's a very respectful call. There's no bullshit involved. Yeah. I'm calling well. him out because I know he's a warrior and I know he'll show up and I know he's coming to fight. So like, I think our stylistic, we match up really well. I think it'll be a barn burner, you know? So uh, let's do it, Terry. October. You know you want to fight in front of that Dublin crowd anyway. Yeah. Come and fight Honey Badger. Get him on the phone, lads. It's happening. So, yeah, but we're going to send out the invoice after this show. We'll be like, look, Terry, you're going on the show next. <laughs> Phil, haven't you, like Phil, haven't you on, man? Like, uh, it's been a long time coming. Like, uh, like in a way, fortunately, but unfortunately, this situation had to happen for, for you to come on. But, uh, like, following, following your stuff and even I'm doing all the mental health stuff, like, I really was just like, here, this guy is a legend. So thanks a million for thanks. coming on the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, we love the Honey Badger. Uh, thanks, million for everyone for watching. If you are watching at home, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Boom. <laughs>